listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, Happy NBA Draft Month. Happy June 1st. It's time. It's time. It's draft time. One time for the people. GM, we're going to start this episode as we always do. I'm going to check in on you, big brother, on a Thursday evening. Tell the people how you're feeling right now. Oh, man, we're going good. You know, uh, Today is game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, it is the month of the draft. The draft is officially three weeks away from today and there are the next three weeks it's gonna be a lot of stress and a uh, suspense don't forget anxiety down. don't forget anxiety. yes very much anxiety as well <laughs> coming from the summit that's always fun absolutely who doesn't love that and and i mean you, you put it out on twitter so i'm assuming we can publicly talk about this you start you you're, you got your new job you know oh yeah the yes Big I wheels keep on turning. Job. Yes, I do have a yes, new sir. job. So How's that going? It's going well. It's tiring, but you know, I'm very excited. I'm very happy for this move and this new journey. Um, if you guys see me out in the field, say hello. Um, I will be working for a certain product that is out in the market. I mean, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say. That's all he's going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Man, keep the people on suspense. You're not going to give them the full Monty. You're just going to give them half. I never give anybody anything full. <laughs> <laughs> so you get what you get from me. <laughs> well, how about how about this? Let's let's start from the let's start from this right here. Just because you did mention it at the beginning of the episode, NBA Finals de- Nugget Nuggets versus Heat. Right now, pick Denver Nuggets win Game One. They win one twenty two one. No, oh, I was going to say the whole series, but yeah, we can go Game oh. One. Oh, <laughs> uh, whole series. I think Denver wins in six. I think Denver wins in six. Solid, solid choice. Yeah, because the because if you saw my tweet this morning, the Houston Rockets are the lowest seed to ever win an NBA Finals, win an NBA championship at the sixth seed back in nineteen ninety five. And because I am a petty Houston Rockets fan, go Nuggets, Nuggets in five. My man uh, understands the uh, what the agenda is, and to make sure that the Houston Rockets stay number one in some sort of fashion in the record books. It's my way of involving the Rockets in the 2023 NBA Finals. Yeah, there you go. I mean, why not, man? I mean, you know, that's, I mean, at least now the Heat are the second eighth seed to ever make the NBA Finals. Can, do you remember who the first Oof. eighth seed was? Oh, man. Because I know great. the answer. This is a great trivia right here on the spot. Pop quiz me the first one time for the people. seed to make the NBA first Finals. First eighth seed to make the NBA Finals. Well, I'm going to scratch out the Warriors in 2007. Uh... The Knicks? What year? 99? That is correct. No way! Yeah, that the is... The Van Gundy Knicks. The Van Gundy Knicks. Oh, that was the wow. year that they... Wow! That was the year they knocked out the Heat. 
in the first round. That's, that was also wow. the strike season. That was I'm the shocked. season of the lockout in 99. That was also the year that Scottie Pippen joined the Houston Rockets, and we were eliminated in the first round by the Los Angeles Lakers in four games. And that was also the combustible year between Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen. So sad. But, you yes. are an encyclopedia, yes. Also, the New York Knicks made the finals without an injury-riddled Patrick Ewing. They were led by Grandmama LJ. Yeah, I was going to say, Larry Johnson was Alan on that team, Houston, right? Houston, you know. Um, I don't remember who else. Maybe Latrell Sprewell was on the team, but honestly, I don't remember. Shout-outs to Ryan Garcia. He's always told me if I'm ever to buy a Knicks jersey, he wants me to get a Knicks jersey. Uh, well, he wants me to get an Allen Houston jersey, so it says Knicks in the front and Houston in the back. And then Ryan <laughs> was like, how can you lose? How can you lose? Touché. So, man, Touché. you are a human encyclopedia of sports. You, like, I'm his brother, and I hear this not as often anymore because we're all adults and we live our own lives now. But, like, when we were younger, just spouting just out of nowhere, just the most random stuff. I can mention a year, and you can be like, oh, this is year uh, 19, you know, 1996. This is the year when, you know, the Houston Rockets got swept out of the first round when they were the defending champs. You know, just shit like that. Like, that's wild. Or, like, yeah. he was like, Eldridge Rick Kasner was a Houston Rocket. You know what I mean? Just the most random shit. So, <laughs> once again, uh, GM, once again, uh, impressing the people, as always, with the trivia and the knowledge. Let's go ahead and move forward here today. It's topics on the show. We are going to discuss the Houston Rockets future assistant coaching staff with Ime Udoka with news on the back end of that, which we are going to go into. And of course, let us talk about Amen Thompson, the consensus number four pick in the 2023 NBA draft for the Houston Rockets, the favorite to land in Houston. But first and foremost, GM, let's go ahead and shift over our focus to the assistant coaching staff, because obviously that is very important. One Boston Celtics beat writers did report in saying that according to an NBA source, assistants Ben Sullivan, Aaron Miles, and Mike Moser are expected to join Ime Udoka's staff in Houston. It seems like the Game 7 loss in uh, against Miami seemed to have shifted, you know, despite the Herculean efforts. Well, do we really call it Herculean, Mm -hmm. considering that they were the high seed? But... It seemed like no matter what was happening, anything short of a championship, the assistants were all going to seem to have strayed and find their way into Houston to play or to coach alongside an Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. I want to give my opinion on these assistants, on one coach in particular that I am privy to and a big fan of and over the moon excited about, and that is one Ben Sullivan. I'm going to give my take in just a minute, but GM... What's your mindset right now with these three assistant coaches that are virtual locks, along with the Royal Ivy that's already been announced to be an assistant Mm -hmm. with the Houston Rockets? If you get these three, that'll add four Mm -hmm. assistant coaching staffs already on the bench alongside Ime Udoka. How are we feeling right now about the potential of these assistant coaches transitioning to the Houston Rockets? The one thing I feel about these three coaches, and Royal Ivy included, will make it four, I like saying his name, Royal Ivy. Is that Ime Udoka has found himself some legitimate security. You use all of those guys' last names, it sounds like a law firm, an LLC. Sullivan, Miles, and Moser, we got you. (laughs) You need help shooting, we got you. You need help on the defensive end, we got you. Okay. Um, Ime Udoka has made some very, very, very solid hires, and... um, 
we're very excited about the possibility. And everyone has spoken about Ben Sullivan being almost like a shooting doctor. That's why that, that is someone that you want to elaborate more on. But he is someone that has a very rich history with Ime Yudoka. Ime Yudoka is the one that gave him his opportunity in the league in San Antonio as a video coordinator. And eventually, no, not even coordinator, as an intern. Mm. So he's a Yudoka, mm. not just a Yudoka guy. He's, a, he's a Yudoka disciple. A if we're going to be complete, complete, uh, completely transparent here, you know, and the fact that he goes way back, that way back. and Could he be a grandson, essentially a grandson from the pop tree then, essentially? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, was, absolutely. A, was a absolutely. disciple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they were I, all together. He was an assistant coach in San Antonio as well. A basketball grandson. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's something that the thing about lineage and the thing about history with these guys is that these coaches will hire guys that they trust and know that can help them in any shape or form. Um, ben Sullivan does have a resume behind him that explains why he was hired by Ime Yudoka. Not just the fact that he knows him, but he's proven that he can coach um, in very successful organizations and be extremely helpful in improving all of these players with San Antonio and Boston. So essentially, you know, all he's been has been around winning, and I think that's wonderful. Right. Um, so the one coach that I didn't want to talk about in particular is going to be a Ben Sullivan. I already knew about him as a coach, big fan of him. And in terms of, uh, he's known as the shooting guru all across the boards in the NBA. Uh, rival executives are very high on him, very, very young. And the thought process here, guys, is let's think about it from the Houston Rockets perspective. When you think about the shooting of the general shooting of the team, Jabari Smith Jr. included. My son was, you know, not a. He's a great shooter, but let's talk. Let's talk about. It. Let's have the dialogue. They did not perform well from the three point line outside of a Kevin Porter Jr. This team struggles from the three point line. There is not efficient three point shooting across the board. Jalen Green included in that. So if you think about it from that perspective, one of the big weaknesses, up top of all the weaknesses that the Houston Rockets have, shooting being one of them, to be able to hire somebody that can almost solely be like an offensive coordinator but not just that but like an offensive coordinator for shooting like that is big time for a team that sorely needs it and let's talk about the fact let's connect let's connect the two dots together if Amen Thompson is going to be the draft pick for the Rockets which we're going to discuss later on his weakness being shooting we'll talk about a better combination than put pairing him with coach Ben Sullivan on the Rockets to try to improve the shooting of not just him, but of a Jalen Green, of a Jabari Smith Jr., coupled with an Alperin Shengun. Maybe we can get him to shoot more like Jokic, where it's consistent, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's get that going. K.J. Martin is someone that can improve his three-point shooting. Tari Eason. Tari Eason, one of yeah, huge in terms of that. Garuba, to a degree, can learn how to shoot better. Jay Sean Tate, like, there are players in this rotation that i mean every player especially in today's nba needs to learn how to shoot the ball now i think that's very important oh it's very apparent in this right. league i don't think people understand like having a shooting coach like a ben sullivan to come in you know most notably for helping out a Derek white improving his three-point percentages and it was huge because Derek white when he played for the spurs when he played for all these different teams he wasn't a good three-point shooter i remember vividly in these games where i'd be like Leave uh, leave Derek White. Leave Derek White off the three point line because he's not gonna he doesn't shoot the ball well, so just leave him alone. But he started hitting at a consistent clip this season on the Celtics. Why? Because Ben Sullivan was the guy that did that and got it going and got and 
change the mechanics of his jump shot to get him a more consistent jumper. Guys, Google it, YouTube it, look up Ben Sullivan. The dude's a freaking guru. So I'm super stoked at bringing in a coach, an assistant coach that brings in exactly what this team needs at this exact time with a young energetic staff to go along with a young energetic head coach like an Ime Udoka. I love that. GM, I do want to talk about something right now. Uh, Mark Berman did break some news here, literally right as we started to record. I do want to discuss that and open it up right now. Rockets coach Ime Udoka says he met with John Lucas, who was running the Rockets pre-draft workouts, as for Lucas being a member of his staff. Ime Udoka was quoted as saying, we're looking at everything. I'm looking at all the guys that were here, as well as trying to bring some other guys. We'll figure it out. GM, I don't know. Doesn't sound very promising to me. Like, I, I, it's a very diplomatic answer, but it sounds like something that may not occur. Mm-hmm. Based on reading between the lines, I personally would not see a John Lucas coming back, but I want your opinion right now. Ime Udoka, after what he said, we're looking at everything, you know, looking mm-hmm. at all the other guys, <clears throat> and also bringing some other guys in. He says, we're going to figure it out. John Lucas, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, you, those are guys that you'd like to keep, GM. What's your opinion overall after hearing this this breaking news in regards to Coach Ime Udoka looking at the Rockets' assistance? Actually, I think um, I see it as the opposite, um, the way that you see it. Um, the fact that he is the person running the Rockets' pre-draft workouts says a lot about what the team feels about John Lucas and the respect that they have towards him. I just think... To me, you can look at it negatively, but I think Ime Yudoka is trying to sound diplomatically in the other way where he's kind of like, I'm not going to show favoritism towards anybody. Anybody is up for the job, but if you ask me today and put a gun to my head, I do believe that John Lucas will probably be in part of the staff in some form of fashion, um, just based on that statement. I think it says a lot about the Rockets. It says a lot about how they feel and the trust that they have in him as a, as a coach and as to be someone that's that heavily involved in any sort of process, let alone, again, towards the future. John Lucas is always a big part of the future. So, you know, that is, I think it says a lot about him, and I'm actually happy to hear that. I do hope that um, Mohamed Abdul Fattah, Mohamed Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, does get an opportunity to have a job on this staff, Um, but who knows, man? I mean, anything is possible, but just to me, based on my interpretation, I do think that John Lucas will probably be back next year, even if it's not part of the staff, like he might be part of the front office or they'll make a role for him. So he stays in Houston I think he should. and they have access to him. You can't take him um, out. I mean, the he's man is, he's absolutely, he's one of the most respected human beings, um, in all of the NBA, the maybe man, history, maybe NBA history. Even. The man is has has been around the block. He's 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 been around the sun multiple times and understands the highs and the true lows of being in the NBA. So I mean, if you have um, someone like him around your staff and your players, they'll show a lot. I mean, you know, maybe his effect wasn't as shown as well because the coach was that terrible. But with Imiyadoka to enhance the talents and to help and with John Lucas there to help these players be more centered in their personality, not personality, sorry, their attitude and behaviors, then um, I expect improvement exponentially. It might not be on the rec- like win-loss record per se, but there will be a lot of incremental uh, improvements across the board. Okay, 
you said gun to your head, gun to your head, you're going to say John Lucas is going to stay on staff. I got a question to ask you, GM. Okay. Gun to your head. Okay. If there's one spot left in this coaching staff, and you can only you could pick from John Lucas or Mahmoud Abdel Fattah. Abdel Fattah, hundred okay. <laughs> percent, because John Lucas is going to find a way to be in another role. Um, I don't. I don't think he leaves Houston. No, but what if he? Let's just say this then. Let's say this. Let's make it more interesting then. One stays in Houston. The other is not going to stay. Oh man, that's hard. One's man. not going to stay. I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean, let's... I want. I want Mahmoud, but also I do believe that he will be poached. I do think Ime Udoka <sighs> is a long term guy. Right. Um, Abdel Fattah, even if he's an assistant here. He will be interviewed and hired as a coach probably within the next three to four years. I mean, barring who knows what happens with Emeyadoka in those three to four years, I believe that he will fulfill his contract and possibly get an extension um, with players that we do have. But Abdel Fattah is someone that I do want to keep selfishly. But the long-term effect of keeping an Abdel Fattah, uh, to me, is slim to none. Well, it just depends on how the league views him. But, you know, if you ask me, I'd rather keep Abdel Fattah. And we can continue to be brothers because I want Abdel Fattah to stay on the team. But I think right now, like, the way to, to kind of think about it is, for me, John Lucas, I think there's no way he doesn't stay. I think the GM is absolutely 100% correct. I think the best way that you need to retain that relationship with just not just the organization or the team, but as well as the respect factor across the NBA, which the Rockets are rebuilding. They are rebuilding their rep across the NBA because we obviously know for a fact that they are not respected. Like you talk about rival executives, GMs that have been on record, players that have been on record that all say the Rockets are like a sinking ship or the Rockets are ran, ran like a circus. Like they truly believe it. Mm-hmm. So in terms of keeping good faith with the NBA, you keep one of the most universally loved coaches and former players in NBA history, in my opinion, in a John Lucas, so respected, so revered across the board, past, present, and future players, that you need someone like that in some type of form or fashion in some particular role. I hope, even if he's not on the coaching staff, if he accepts a front office role or whatever it is, that he does accept it at the end of the day. I hope that's something that he's willing to do. I hope like he doesn't just choose to go to another team if another team offers him you know, to be on the bench. And that's the thing that would probably scare me. I'd look out for Philly, for instance, just because Maury's just slowly rebuilding Rockets 2.0 over there. So I wouldn't be too surprised if he was knocking on the door of a John Lucas to try to see if he could hire him. So I think for me, they need to keep him. I would love to keep Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, don't get me wrong. But in regards to keeping him, like that's the problem because he may, you're, you said it yourself, he may get poached. Absolutely, he's so good. He's, like, more than proven enough. I mean, very similar trajectory of a Nick Nurse. I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. He's going to start getting interviewed for, like, head coaching jobs. Like, they, there may be a team that may be willing to take that Nick Nurse chance with a Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, who, in my opinion, could be ready within the next year or so. I think he's that good. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, GM... Is there any more that we, we should talk about in regards to the assistant coaching here? Obviously, everything's here to say right now. Royal Ivy is the only official coach on this coaching staff as of right now. No other uh, coaches announced. This is all expected. All reports from NBA executives and sources, but nothing obviously confirmed. Anything else I need to say here in regards to that? Before we move on and talk about Mr. Amen Thompson. Uh, no, you know, um, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, but I'm excited. It's only June. But man, October cannot come soon enough. I know. Tell right? you that. 
I can't wait to go to a Rockets game. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm excited. We're going to check it out. Um, GM, let's go ahead and move forward here. Let's talk about the meat potatoes of this episode. The NBA draft just a few weeks away. I'm, I think we're literally four weeks out. Literally four. Wait. Yeah. Jerry's June 1st. Draft is June 29th, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are literally four weeks away from the NBA draft it is coming uh the Houston Rockets once again let's 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 bring you back let's go ahead and and just rediscuss it the Houston Rockets were in line for that number one pick with the second worst record overall unfortunately that does not fall on their lap the San Antonio Spurs do come away with the number one overall pick our Houston Rockets pick number four and I'm telling you right now um, and Thompson is currently the favorite to land with the Houston Rockets as long as the team doesn't try to move up, move down, move out of the, the draft. As of today, June 1st, Amon Thompson is a virtual lock at the number four spot in this draft. And he would be a Houston Rocket by June 29th in the evening. Let's discuss this right now. Let's open it up. Let's meet Amen Thompson. GM, when I talk about an Amen Thompson, when I look into an Amen Thompson, I was a big fan of his last year. He was definitely one of those players up there. He was even touted as the number three. Like when the NBA draft mock board, the second that the 2022 draft had concluded, Immediately, when the rival board came up, it was number one, Victor Wembanyama, number two, Scoot Henderson, number three, Amen Thompson. Obviously, things changed drastically across the board. Brandon Miller had a stellar season in his one and only college season, which caused him to surge, move up to number three, possibly take Scoot at a number two with the boards consistently fluctuating. But... Amen Thompson at 6'7", at 215 pounds, has a 6'10 wingspan. The dude can lock it up. Look, let's talk about this right now. His strengths alone are something to behold. Athleticism transition is driving in first step. He's got playmaking. He's a great defender end-to-end, being able to compete at a high level. I mean, he even played for the overtime. Was it the overtime league, right? Was that the name overtime of it? Overtime Elite. Overtime Elite, which is one of the fastest growing uh pro like pro leagues in the nation right now. So he's starting to garner that type of uh exclusivity to be able to perform in that situation in those moments played for the city reapers so gm i just talked about like his strengths and everything that he provides amongst the board but i want to know your opinion first let's talk about from from a positive perspective we'll save the negatives for we'll save the negatives for the next uh segment but let's talk about just the pause right now what what like what is in your mind when you look at an amen thompson oh man I see a very, very athletic and headsy player. I see someone that could pair along with Tari Eason very well as a defensive burden for a team on offense. I see someone who is very smart and plays the passing lanes very well. He has very active hands on defense, is capable of getting many steals um, on the defensive end. And I think he's truly what you call an impact player. Um, his athleticism is through the roof. His height at six seven and his wingspan is what gives him um, that. How can you say it's that elite 
type of draft pick, someone that can completely change the complexion of your team if he's able to achieve all of his potential in terms of offense and defense. The man is someone that can cut to the basket seamlessly. He can handle the ball. He can run in offense. His vision is second to none, especially at his height. The thing about his height at being at 6'7 also is it allows him to be versatile. Mm-hmm. This is a league where a lot of people tend to switch on the defensive end. And at his size, he can guard anyone, one through four, maybe even the five in short spurts. But he is definitely someone that is very is going to be very versatile and useful on the defensive end. On the offensive end, like I said, he's someone that has such a great knack for playmaking and at that height, he can see over the defense and it kind of gives him more of an advantage in terms of getting to the basket because his athleticism is top notch. Like I said, it's elite. And if he was available at four, he, in my opinion, he's definitely someone that could potentially be a slam dunk pick. Um, he's got all the, all the traits you would want in a player um, to play from the wing outside of his shooting. Um, he just he has all the tools to be someone that can be extremely successful in the league. I don't know how you can't be excited about the possibility of getting an Amen Thompson. Right. And I completely agree with you uh, across the board. And to just kind of add to that, I mean, you, when you look at the athleticism, we'll start there with the athleticism of an Amen Thompson, you think of Jalen Green. His athleticism rivals Jalen Green, in my opinion. He would, If he gets drafted, he immediately, you know, he's that type of player. And when you think athleticism, people think, oh, it's the slam dunks. It's the, you know, it's the almost 50-inch vertical that you can have or 40-plus-inch vertical that you have. But it's not just that. It's the athleticism. It's the way that he can contort his body, how smooth he is going to the cup, going to the rim, his ability to change direction when he sh- when he when he goes for the layups at a high percentage at that. The fact of the matter is, is that he's one of the best finishers in the draft uh, that's going to be coming out of the draft this year. If it wasn't for Victor Wembanyama and his crazy crazy ass, you know, one in a million. One in a million frame and athleticism. You could argue that Amon Thompson is the biggest freak into the in the NBA draft, like by far, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that he's lengthy and he can dunk the ball and he he has this like I said he has this type of athleticism that it hasn't like not that it hasn't been seen, but it's a type of athleticism that someone at six seven you may not have had in the NBA in quite a while. And the fact that you have someone like that, he's going to be so similar to Jalen Green in regards to his to how he plays. But And I don't think people understand this well enough, you know, when you think of an Amen Thompson, is his ability to probably play one through three, if he gains a little bit of more weight, maybe even one through four as a super small ball, four at six, seven. The dude likes to create. He likes to dribble the ball. Lightning quick first step getting to the rim. Being able to kick out... Ime Udoka is going to love his pace because of the fact that he plays at a lightning quick speed. He's going to look to move the ball. He loves playing in transition. This team is super young. This team is like literally the average age is, age is like in their low 20s. It's obviously going to change once these veterans come in. But if you're looking at it from a macro standpoint, you have this guy with this young team along with a Jalen Green, a Jabari Smith Jr., an Alperin Shangun, a Kevin Porter, a Tari Eason. These guys are going to be like stallions running up and down the court. 
This is the type of style and play that a coach, Ime Udoka or Rafael Stone, is going to salivate. It's going to whet the appetite for them to want to draft him because he's that good. He can handle the rock. That's the scary thing is that Amon Thompson, to a degree, could possibly, if they wanted to really make it a project, could maybe make him the one even because of the fact that he does have a legit handle of the rock. That's why I think he is somebody that, like Justin said, could be a slam dunk at number four. There is obviously some things that could be that could be said going uh, the other way in terms of how successful he can be. He lo- he knows how to he knows how to utilize the pick and roll. He can see the corner shooter really well. I'm telling y'all right now, if you guys go on YouTube and look him up, you guys would be. I mean, literally floored at the way that he plays and the pace that he plays and the quickness and understanding. They're also going to fall in love with the way that, with his mindset, like the way that his mind operates. He has a legit basketball mind. When he comes in, when he comes into the Rockets instantly, in my opinion, I mean, granted, if all the pieces stay the same, Amon Thompson is most likely going to be your starting three. If all pieces stay the same. Now, if a certain bearded, veteran comes back to the city of Houston that's going to change things and it's going to shift and move and we don't know where Kevin Porter is going to play but in my opinion I mean Amon Thompson should be your day one starting three I think he's that good I think he's that talented I think if it I think to a degree if he didn't have some certain weaknesses which we are about to talk about Mm -hmm. he could he could he could eclipse Scoot Henderson at the number two draft slot just be just if he had this one thing, and let's talk about it right now. The negatives, GM, that is his three point shooting, his jump shot. My God! Oh God! It's the ugly, dude comes. Man. Dude, the jump shot comes off like similarly to the chest, like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. What am I doing here, bro? In today's NBA, maybe it could have flied in '99. Maybe it could have flied in 2004, 2005, when you're playing with a Pat Garrity, but not in today's NBA, man, where the skill level is is uh, you know across the roof, and you have some guy named Nikola Jokic who looks like he shouldn't be picking up an NBA ball in his life, can wet threes in your face. Yeah. Like, someone like an Amon Thompson with his size should be a big-time three-point shooter hitting at a consistent clip to get legit minutes in today's NBA. GM, let's talk about the negatives of an Amon Thompson, starting with the shooting. Starts and ends with the shooting, in my opinion. What's been, your, what's been you know, after kind of getting to watch and scout him out, what's been your overall opinion of the shooting as well as the other uh, weaknesses behind it? Dude, his form is horrendous. And I mean, it is disgusting. It's terrible. But it doesn't mean it's something that cannot be repaired. Okay? You don't I mean, think Oh, you don't think it can be or it can be? I think it can be. Oh, okay. I think it potentially be be repaired. Hey, Sean Marion you know, had, a, I mean, had a jump shot. In his in his uh workouts recently, his shot does look a little better. So he's in the progression of being able to get his shot to a better place to where it can help lead to better shooting. You know, he shot, he struggled to shoot from the three um, during his year in overtime elite. Um, he was terrible. But, you know, like with working with a professional coaching staff like those in Houston and if maybe Ben Sullivan is the guy to help bless his jump shot, uh, who knows what can happen, man? But it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen instantaneously like the next year. You know, everyone heard about Jay Sean Tate making a ton of threes during the summer um, the, the previous year. But granted, the guy was recovering almost all season from injuries that just kept piling up and piling up. So when it comes down to all of that, Men Thompson is just someone that he has all the tools 
And if he just had one more tool, like at an average amount, he might be the number <laughs> two pick. You know what you're saying? Like yeah, the man no. gets to the bucket with ease, but he will not be getting to the bucket with ease in the NBA. Well, not yet. Let's 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 rephrase that. Not yet. Um, but the expectation for me personally is that the the I think the jump shot will be is repairable, and I do think that the jump shot will be better. Um, hopefully, he can get to league average within the next two to three to four years, and then after that, then with more consistency. <laughs> more improvements will be seen. And with that, all that being said, you know, like he, he, he finds ways to get open off the ball. And if he were to somehow be able to get like a step back mid range jumper, cause he has all the handles and all those tools and athleticism to uh, fool the defense. He has wonderful footwork. He knows what he's doing on the floor when he has the ball in his hands. The thing is that if you make yourself a threat to shoot, the defense will press you and it'll give you know, that opens up the drive. So what's going to happen is that, his first year in the league teams are going to sag off him teams are going to challenge him they are going to sag off him and see if he can make the shot um you're going to treat him like the rockets treated lou dort in game seven and hopefully he plays all 82 games like a lou dort in game seven <laughs> just kidding like a lou dort wow but you he know, said it like he legit said it yeah but you know like this is the nba it's a make or miss league uh shout out to dex was uh, insulting someone on Twitter today about saying that it's not a make miss league, but the league is about whether you make or miss your shots. So, yeah, homeboys tripping. I think it's a nice. Uh, well, I think it's an. I guess uh, to a degree, it's a simplified way to look at it. No, no, <laughs> no, the guy was saying that it's not a, a make oh, miss it's make not. or miss league. Okay, and Dex was like, "Well, literally, your score <laughs> is based on making or missing shots." Oh, okay. So, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. Well. Yeah, no, you sorry, say, I can't, you I can't can, defend you, you, bro. You can sorry. say to an extent, nope, but, you. you know, I'm out, I'm Dex out. said it best, yeah, that it fucking is, man, I'm out. It, it is. And, I'm fucking out, sorry. You know, like, I think, that's right, it's important. Um, yeah. So, you know, with all that being said, I mean, even then, another thing that you can say about um, a, ne- a possible negative about Amen Thompson is that he played in a league that did not have great talent, um, dominating overtime elite, um, is still nah. a, is still a good thing, yeah, but the talent but, was not all there, right? You know, uh, or of other professional quote unquote players, right? right. I don't know. Are they they're professionals? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the ex- I don't know what the exact semi professionals. It's possible, yeah. But yeah. um, what I'm saying is that they're like supposed to be like the G League. Ignite. He could have benefited from going to college, playing in the Final Four, or or going to G League, but. I don't know. Yeah, it, no. I mean, I mean, he made his choice. I mean, yeah. he made money. So, I mean, good, good him for him and, his, and Os- him and his twin. Yeah, man, good, good for him and Oscar. Absolutely. GM, let's watch um, real quick. I do want to let. I want a live reaction. I want. Let's watch his jump shot. I'm just, you know, I got to pulled up on YouTube. Amon Thompson scouting report 2023 NBA draft breakdowns. You are welcome to watch with us. Shout out to Hoop Intellect one time. I'm giving him a free plug, and I mean. Anytime I need anything in terms of the draft coming up in uh, around June time, especially, I always kind of go. He's one of the ones that I go to. So shouts to him one time. Uh, always kills it with the video. So uh, GM, let's 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 look at the jump shot, okay? Because it's one of his definite improvement areas. So mm-hmm. let's just look at it right here. Okay, I'm gonna press play right now. And, and if, like I said, you guys want to welcome to follow us. I just type in uh, Amin Thompson scouting report. It'll pop up uh, from Hoop Intellect and fast forward to the improvement areas. So here we go. Because, like, look, the jump shot comes off super flat, and you don't really see it, like, it doesn't come off the hand well. Like, 
it just uh, it, it, it looks very well it comes out it's flat it's mechanical smooth, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he airballed on that possession and then look it just doesn't it just doesn't move well it's a flat shot the balance just isn't there right there's not much there in terms of like it comes out of the chest and then he comes elbow high it looks like his spine isn't like almost like it's not aligned when he shoots the ball yeah. even Look, the shots are all short. Now, granted, these are all the misses, but there's a common theme here. Is that when he misses, it's short. Like, it looks like it's really short. It doesn't seem like he really shoots over, if anything. Uh-huh. And, and you know, like, the way his follow-through works, it's just not um, It's not very good. <laughs> right, right. Especially in, today, especially in today's NBA, the way you see it. The, the way the elbow kind of comes up on that. It comes up, guys, I'm trying to explain it to you. It comes up about on the right side and kind of nipple high, maybe. It's just not... I mean, look, I could get away with that jump shot in our games, but not if you're going to be playing against the best players in the world, not when a Jalen Brown, a Marcus Smart, you know, a Jimmy Butler is guarding you from the three-point line. You know, they're not going to trust that jump shot. I think if he just had the mid-range to work with, too, like we're watching his misses now and his pull-up and in-between game where he also needs uh, help in, you're looking at it, and there's just not much to work with in terms of in terms of that right now. Like, that's why hiring someone like a Ben Sullivan is actually really important. It's a great move. Just shot a step back. It was actually a great dribble-dribble drive until he got to the damn jump shot itself. It's mechanically uh, I don't want to call it broken, but it's a it's a jump shot that I can't deny, GM. It frustrates the fuck out of me. So I don't, I can't say with confidence yeah. I mean, that I'm going to be, think, like, there's going to be moments where I'm going to be, I already know, there's going to be moments where I'm going to pull my goddamn hair out yeah. watching this. I mean, you're going to have Ben Sullivan and also John Lucas there. So um, hopefully there will be some assistance and help being made, man. You know, I believe in it. I believe in it. Right, right. So we'll see what happens in terms of uh, an Amen Thompson, but we just kind of wanted to give you guys a, a breakdown on the number four overall pick right here. GM, let's talk about how he's going to transition over now and, and talk about how he's going to play now with this Rockets team and kind of where he gets inserted and plugged in and how he's going to kind of play with these guys and how he could kind of use these strengths, which I kind of did already discuss earlier, but... Mm-hmm. Like, how could he fit in seamlessly with the lineup, use his core strengths to help this team, catapult this team? And granted, everything is so far up in the air right now because we don't know what the team is going to look like in October. Yeah. Like I said, there's a bearded there's a bearded uh, point guard that might be coming back. We don't know. But plugging in Amon Thompson in today's lineup with Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, K.J. Martin, mm-hmm. Jabari Smith Jr., Alperin Shangoon. Where are we looking at in terms of like where could he make his biggest impact in helping this team win, helping this team finally maybe maybe not make it to the play-in, but at least getting thirty some odd wins? Like where where would we where would he help in terms of instilling him into this lineup today? Uh, playing as the three, you know, um, and also allowing him to play more so along the lines of a point forward, giving more opportunities uh, for Kevin Porter Jr. to shoot off the ball helping Jalen Green find more open opportunities. I mean, as someone that can cut like a Jalen Green who likes to cut to the basket, um, I think Amen Thompson can definitely help with that. Um, Amen Thompson, you know, as a playmaker, definitely will help. I don't know how him and Shingoon would work together, to be honest. Um, Shingoon does like to dominate the ball, same as uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm curious, but I feel like Kevin Porter Jr. definitely fits along a lot more with his strengths. Unless Alperin can definitely learn to shoot the outside jumper better, even if he can shoot the 18 footer like Pau Gasol 
really well. That'll help his game out a lot. Um, I just think that Amen Thompson, especially defensively, it'll help with his length and his energy. Essentially, if you sub out between him and Tara Eason, you're going to get 48 minutes of lockdown defense from the three. And I do not say that lightly. Um, I do think that is definitely what is possible for this team if Amen Thompson does join this team. I think it's going to help everybody. Um, Jalen Green can definitely be a, 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 a big beneficiary with him. You know, I can yeah. I can see them playing a two man game, maybe pick and roll, pick and pop, with Jalen as the as the pick setter. You know, there are a lot of different options that you can roll with, but I do think that Amen Thompson could definitely help this team. What about like the fact that Amen Thompson can come in immediately plugged into this uh, lineup, and you're looking at Jalen Green, Amen Thompson, KJ Martin, bounce ability alone. <laughs> Between yeah, the, the three ability men. of these guys, the ability man. that all three could probably win a dunk contest if they really focus yeah, potentially, on it. Potentially, yeah. Like I mean, three it, dudes that can jump out of the goddamn building. Yeah. Like, couple that with the maybe with the return of a bearded point guard. All oops for days, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. you're gonna see a lot of those if James. A lot of those. Sure. Um, I'm excited. I'm like legit excited. GM, interesting that you say that. I, I didn't even get a chance. Oh my gosh! And I'm that. This is literally my favorite part of the game. The defense of Amon Thompson, which I don't think even gets talked about enough. Active hands, quick, keeps it like steady defense. The footwork is there. The dude is a great defender, can defend one through three, maybe even four if he adds a bit more weight. But I love the idea of kind of putting him in there with his 6'10", uh, with the 6'10", well, no, six, well, 6'7", but he has uh, 6'10 arms and length. I am curious to see, like, plugging him in right away. Like, you could literally create almost an athletic death defensive lineup. Well, death lineup sounds a little too serious. We're not that good. Maybe a maybe a coma lineup, I guess. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> maybe a defensive coma lineup, I guess. You're not, not enough for death yet. We're not a championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. But maybe like a coma lineup. I'm going to call it a coma lineup. Where it's like <laughs> you can have athletic freaks across the board. Jalen Green. Imagine like if you played like Amon Thompson at the one for for defensive purposes. Amon Thompson, Jalen Green, Tari Eason, KJ Martin, Jabari Smith Jr. Length, defense, quickness, bounceability, all across the five spots. Like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Athleticism would definitely not be short on this team. Right, right. Absolutely. That's the one thing that you shouldn't be also... Yeah, that's one thing that you need to be looking at. Also, creating and instilling that type of play that he already has. There is a pace, like I said, that he plays with. You plug that into this Rockets team, and you're running and gunning. Like, Emil Doka knows what he has. He knows what he has. He knows he's not coming into a championship caliber team. He knows that. He accepted this job. He wants to grow with this team and create a foundation, a culture to where, you know, a few years down the road, maybe they're the Denver Nuggets, you know, maybe they're the Miami Heat, maybe they're the type of team with just a couple of veterans in there sprinkled in. This is the team that's going to ultimately win an NBA championship, maybe towards the latter part of the 2020s. That is why Udoka's here. Maybe Amen Thompson is going to be a, a, a big part of that of making that happen i hope amen thompson is immediate i hope his help is more like a like a scotty barnes helping toronto Mm -hmm. 
less of a uh, Jonathan Kaminga with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm thinking of in terms of like impact right away, making your impact, helping the team. My fear on the back end is Jonathan Kaminga for uh, a player like Amin Thompson. I don't want him to just be a project. A pro- That's my downside about trying to get an Amin Thompson is that mm. I'm tired of getting players that are projects, which I've mentioned before. Yeah. I want a player that's ready to come in, ready to compete, ready to take over with a dog-like attitude. And he is kind of a dog, but like I said, I still want someone like a Scoot Henderson that is already polished across the board in his game that can come in in day one and already compete at a really, really high level. I I hope, and I'm buying more into it. And I'm telling you all right now, I've bought into Amen Thompson. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, if you I'm don't follow this man on Twitter, he let the world know. Oh, yeah, I'm all in on Amen Thompson. I think he's going to be legit. I actually think he's going to be really, really good. I just hope he's not going to be Jonathan Kaminga on the back end. Definitely not. That I would fear be that. A, that would be completely terrible yeah i'm curious to know terrible. what y'all think we are curious to know what y'all think uh the number four overall pick amen thompson like who do y'all think do, do you think uh his twin brother oscar thompson should be who is a superior shooter head and shoulders above his own brother oscar thompson is an insane shooter just with a completely of a completely opposite basically great shooter slow first step can't uh the finishing at the rim is a little tough but he's also you know he's a really good player what about uh players like cam whitmore you know, are there is there gonna be a guy that's gonna snake that number four spot? How about the the Houston Cougar? Who's that? What's his name? Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker. Does he earn that spot as the fourth pick? Does Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson drop to the fourth pick? I've never Please seen. Please be Scoot. Henderson. I've never seen a twenty. I've never seen a draft board ever in my entire life where the board has fluctuated almost every freaking day. Like where it's like, oh, he had well, a, two, two through four at least. Two yeah, he four. had a great combine. Oh, he's gonna, you know, now number two is dropped to number three. Oh, you know, like like there's this, that, and the other thing. I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. I this is one of the craziest boards I've ever seen. The only lock is Wimbenyama, and then everything else, mm-hmm. two through four, two through maybe five, is not locked. It's a very top heavy draft. So I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. GM, when the number four pick is announced, who's a rocket? Scoot Henderson, baby. Oh my God, he's never gonna look. This I guy. will forever be Scoot Henderson. Are you a Are you a card carrier of the Scoot Society, sir? Oh man, I'm probably um, president of the fan club, brother. I'm just a card carrier. I, I'm all in though on Scoot on Scoot Henderson, but I can't claim him as if he was mine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud card carrier of the Scoot Society. But until <laughs> then, I am a full fledged member of Amen's Angel or Amen's Army. I'm all in on Amen's army as well. Amen's angel army. Triple A's one time. That's a lot. I think a lot of people would be proud of me, especially the people in Mexico with the Lucha Libre. Triple A. Arriba. Okay, let's go ahead and end this episode here. Did you ever think I was in an episode on an Arriba? No. Okay, well. (laughs) Jeez, don't sound so negative. Jim, let's go ahead and end this episode here. Once again, we appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening, GM. Let's give the people what they want one time. Give the people what they want and give them the sign-off properly. Absolutely. I got you guys. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Marabueno. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow the Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. And make sure to follow our good friends, our people, our brothers, our family at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo H O U.
Thank you so much for that, GM. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well, at Summit Commish. Shoutouts to the Apollo Podcast Network, brethren that continue to kill the game on across all Apollo Podcast Network platforms. Uh, please give a listen to the Houston Texans, your first listen to all Houston Texans content off the gridiron at Apollo Texans. Be sure to give them a follow. Give them your first listen in terms of all Houston Texans content. Shout out to the crown jewel of all Houston Astro show slash podcast, BTD, Beyond the Diamond, one time. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Astros content. And of course, shout outs to the One Take podcast at Apollo uh, Pop Culture be sure to give them your first listen in terms of all pop culture t- content. We're talking in terms of music, TV shows, movies, everything pop culture related. They got you covered, especially with a summer slew of insane movies coming up like Across the Spider-Verse. I'm sure they're going to come out with a review on that very, very soon. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen in terms of all Houston Rockets content and for following with us on the journey. The NBA Draft is coming up. Happy NBA Draft Month. The NBA Finals is also starting tonight, so we want you guys to make sure you are enjoying your good daily dose of all NBA, and we appreciate y'all for your daily dose of Summit content and we're gonna go ahead and end this episode as we end every episode with go summit go apollo and email doka throughout the first pitch for the houston astros tonight go rockets the summit four, 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 four.